0: Hello, this is Daryl Castle with today's Castle Report. Today is the end of Good News Week. Who says there is no such thing as good news, folks? Today is Friday, June 15, 2018. And on today's report, I will be talking about the summit held on June twelfth between President Donald Trump and Chairman Kim Jong-un of North Korea, the two leaders met in Singapore and issued a joint statement on their agreement. I quote from the four points of the agreement as follows. Point number one, quote, The United States and the DPRK commit to establish new U.S. DPRK relations in accordance with the desire of the peoples of the two countries for peace and prosperity, end quote, Well. This point certainly has to be considered a positive, doesn't it? New relations between the two countries have to be better than the old relations, because worse than the old relations would be war, possibly nuclear war. In fact, war has technically existed between North and South Korea since the last 70 years or so. So, new relations, a welcome relief. Point number two, quote, the United States and the DPRK will join their efforts to build a lasting and stable peace regime on the Korean Peninsula. End quote. This again, very good news because the opposite of peace is war. That's bad. Point number three, quote, reaffirming the April 27, 2018 Panmunjom Declaration. The DPRK commits to work towards complete denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula, end quote. Well, this one is a reference to the meeting held in April between the leaders of North and South Korea in which they pledged to work toward peace, et cetera, once again to reaffirm that agreement and pledge denuclearization is fantastic news for obvious reasons. Point number four, quote, the United States and the DPRK commit to recovering POW, MIA remains including the immediate repatriation of those already identified. End quote. It's about time this happened and hopefully it will bring closure to some of the families of the missing people. President Trump decided to relate to his adversary during this summit as an equal. It now seems like a good idea. He was criticized, though, in the American press for recognizing Kim Jong-un as an equal by shaking his hand, sitting on the podium in equal status with him. But what was he supposed to do? Refuse the man's hand? If he was expected to do that, perhaps turn his back on him then. What's the point of the summit? A reporter from Time Magazine asked the president if he now considered Kim Jong-un his equal, and the president responded, quote, If I have to say I'm sitting on the stage with Chairman Kim and that's going to get us to save 30 million lives, maybe more than that, I'm willing to sit on that stage. I'm willing to travel to Singapore very proudly, very gladly. That's a pretty good answer, folks. Makes it harder for the media to marginalize the meeting by saying that Kim won by having his picture taken with President Trump. President Trump obviously decided to approach this summit with a different attitude than then the Clinton and Obama administrations, those administrations, and those presidents basically just said, look, here's $10 billion. Now tell us you'll use it to buy food, then just shut up until I leave office. Trump had a video made to show Mr. Kim, what North Korea could actually be like in an atmosphere of peace. It was a very good video. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Apparently, Mr. Kim enjoyed it, wa- enjoyed watching it as well. The two leaders walked together for a while with their hands on each other's backs as two friends would. Mr. Trump showed him something from the back of his car and others joined them to look at whatever it was. Later, the president said that he advised Mr. Un to look at it from a real estate standpoint. We were standing on a beautiful beach. I told him that instead of exploding cannon shells to imagine condominiums, hotels, and places for people to live, he painted a picture for him, in other words, in a language they could both understand of what life could really be like for his country if peace and prosperity could somehow be found in their meeting, free market capitalism. That's what he's talking about, folks. Free market capitalism brings prosperity for the largest number of people. And the President had an opportunity to show that fact to a communist dictator. The United States really lost nothing in this deal. If it works out, that's great. But if it doesn't work out, then negotiations can continue. And as the President pointed out, we didn't have to transfer $150 billion as we did in the Iran deal. It took Dennis Rodman to really put it all into perspective, though. The NBA Hall of Famer, former member of the bad boy Detroit Pistons, had been to North Korea many times before at the bequest of Kim Jong-un, who Rodman said wanted to bring professional basketball to North Korea. Dennis said that he tried to tell President Obama that there was a real opportunity for peace and a dialogue, but President Obama would not give him the time of day. Dennis showed up at the press conference with a Make America Great Again hat on and said, quote, this is a great day for everybody. I'm just so happy to be here, man. It's the world's day, End quote. He had tre- tears streaming down his face as he told CNN about how Kim Jong-un asked him to relay a message to President Obama. But the President wouldn't give him the time of day, he said President Trump called him, through his secretary to tell him he was proud of his efforts. Dennis tweeted about his assessment of President Trump, quote, to all Americans and the rest of the world, I'm honored to call Potis a friend. He's one of the best negotiators of all time, and I'm looking forward to him. Adding to the historic success at the Singapore summit, end quote, he said he gave a copy of The Art of the Deal to a North Korean minister asking that they read it before the summit. Who could have a problem with any of this, since the very real possibility of peace seems to be at hand? Well, unfortunately, a lot of people have a problem with it. The neocons that make their fortunes from war and its weapons and its destruction have a problem with it. They criticize the President for agreeing to stop the war games. But he only agreed to stop the war games as long as meaningful negotiations continue. The media and the politicians on the left, of course, criticize the deal because they hate him so much they apparently would rather risk nuclear war than admit he accomplished something. Their hatred of him is actually hatred of all of you folks out there in flyover country, all those who voted for him, all 63 million of you, they hate you, just like they do him. It would be nice if we could at least come together as a country and recognize that America is better off because of this summit. That's just too much to ask, though. The Enlightenment, I'm afraid, has done its work, at least as much of its work as is doable. It has done enough to completely invert the world order and the civilization that underpins it. The oligarchs of the left are now the ones who disguise themselves as God, king, and law. The verses of Shelley, atheist and leftist, after the French Revolution destroyed France, come to mind. The revolution in France turned the world order upside down, much as the new leftist atheistic world order is doing today. What about the title of this castle report, Nervous in Norway? The Nobel Peace Prize Committee meets in Oslo, Norway, and it would be a safe bet that the committee is very nervous right now, nervously hoping that something goes wrong with President Trump's march to the Peace Prize. If Donald Trump does get the Nobel Peace Prize, he will have earned it, unlike his predecessor. At least that's the way I see it. Until next time, folks, this is Darrell Castle. Thanks for listening.